You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. Yes, good afternoon everyone and welcome to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. We are live from Studio Lumo SA. You've probably worked out that I am not Kimbo. Ben Hook uh, off the interchange bench and filling in. But joining me as always is the one and only... Party people! Roach, here he is. Roach, here he is. Hey. Roach. Fifteen seconds in wasn't my best ever throw, but Michelangelo Rucci, nice to see you, me old mate. Hello, Ben. Now this has been busier than AFL Trade Central. It went Kim Dillon, Miles Fitzner, then John Casey. Now Ben Hook. How many first-round draft picks can we trade before the AFL stops? Us? I was only brought in and around about uh, two thirty this afternoon as well. Call me a future fourth rounder. Oh, I reckon, no, no, Roots. No, That's no, about you're more where. Expensive than that. When you scrape the bottom of the barrel oh, no. and you and you miss everything there, then you get on the phone to me. Nice to see you. Well, I feel like we've got the you. band back together again. We used to work together at the Advertiser a hundred oh, years ago. It is a long time. Then ago. you got traded out, of course. Yes. Um, yeah. For, well, you, you're a big trade back in <laughs> back in the day. I wouldn't hey, go that far, uh, mate. Um, how how do you deal for someone who has lived footy media for, what, maybe 40 years now? I don't want to give away your age. I mean, you started when you were, what, about six? But if you, how do you deal with the constant toing and froing of trade period, which is a modern phenomenon? Trust no one. Simple as that, because you know that when these deals are done, they're always on a, well, they're on an edge. Yeah. And one person's view of it is never backed up by another person's view. And we're seeing that through this trade period now. It is just extraordinary just how many big deals are still not rolling over. And we're getting to the last two days as of 4.30 Adelaide time. We're then into last day and penultimate day. And we've got Jason Horn francis mm. still there. Yes. We've got Josh, Dun- Josh, Josh Dunkley. Dunkley still there, which is extraordinary. I would have thought if Brisbane were going to commit to him after that, argy-bargy between Port and Brisbane as to who would get the Western Bulldogs club champion. That that deal should already be locked away. Brody Grundy, still trying to get from uh, Collingwood to Melbourne mm-hmm. to go with Max Gorn. And the other one that's really interesting, because this one could be the one that breaks open Jason Horn francis for every Port Adelaide fan, is Rory Lobb going from Fremantle to the Western Bulldogs, which mm. loads more first-round draft picks into the city of Perth. Yep. Where West Coast already has the number two, 
And Port has to find one if they want Jason Horn Francis. Port needs another first-round pick to go to North Melbourne, and you reckon the only way they can do that is with a player. We're going to talk about that mm. very shortly. So that's that's what hasn't been done yet, and there is a myriad of possibilities there. Is there, ever? there is one that has been done. Let's get to that. The run home is brought to you by Balfour's. A Balfour's in one hand, and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. The open line one three hundred sen sen, or that's one three hundred seven three six seven three six. You can get us on Twitter at Kim. Simbo Rooch SA, Facebook SENSA1629, or send us a text 0427154166. The big news earlier today, though, Michelangelo Rucci, the Adelaide Football Club, has their guy. Isaac Rankin will come. They'll cost it'll cost Adelaide pick five and then well a bit of loose change each way yeah, with some is, future picks. Yeah, there is the loose change, which Adelaide actually has had a win here because when we looked at Isaac Rankin, number three in the 2018 draft, he is Quality, yeah, quality talent from junior ranks and has emerged as as someone to want in your footy team from what we've seen of in his 48 games at Gold Coast. They've pushed out number five. That's their first round draft pick gone for Adelaide, which fits, right? That's it's reasonable. Number three. Now, what we thought... We'll just check time, on that. I want to hear people, because I know that there are some people... I follow Twitter a bit, and there are some people that are outraged that he is worth pick just, five. They, just hold they, the boat. They, just hold the boat. Well, I'm just saying, if people want to have their own say, 0427 134166, So five has gone along with a future third, but then on the way back, Adelaide get Rankin, pick 46 from Gold Coast, and they swap around their future fourth. So in the end, forget the future fourths because we're talking about real loose change there. But anyway, it's about points and order in the draft next year. To let go of a future third but get in 46 this year, so Adelaide now has picks 23 and 46, that works as a pretty nice deal for Adelaide. But here's the crunch on this one. So a year ago, Adelaide was prepared to put three first-round picks on the table to have Jason Horn Francis. Sure, yes. So they would have wiped out any business they were going to do for two years. Correct. Jason yep. Francis. But done. you go and get your man. I mean, Geelong did that with Jeremy Cameron. Yeah. They've got a flag to show for it. Well, this is where every fan then needs to say, it's Jason Horn Francis on one side of a deal Nick played last year that didn't roll with North Melbourne. And currently they have Rochelle, Dawson and Rankin for those three first round draft picks. Yes. Which was the better way to go? Put everything on the table for Horn Francis or to now have Rochelle, Dawson, and Rankin. And here's the question that I would ask Crows fans. Would you give up any one of them, plus next year's first-round draft pick, to get Jason Horn francis in? I mean, it is remarkable that you think about it, that they would have given up all three last year. Mm-hmm. Just tell me, would you give up one of them, plus next year's first-round draft pick for Jason Horn francis It's really interesting, the jury on Jason Horn francis is that I've got um, a cousin... Uh, sorry, I beg your pardon, a brother-in-law who works at South Adelaide Football Club. Thinks the world of him. Just incredible, his capacity to be uh, competitive and a young lad against adults who demonstrated that uh, a year and a half ago for the Panthers. Um, and then you hear other people who, t- who talk in whispers around North Melbourne who say they're not convinced on his, on his character. So there you are, Crows fans. Just think about that. You were going to give up all three of those names that Roots just said, which is quite astounding. Josh Rochelle, Jordan Dawson, and Isaac Rankin to come in this year. Would you give up just one of them now in a first-round draft pick next year for Jason Horn francis It's an interesting question, isn't it? Just while I've got you, Roots, uh, we've got a message from Harrison uh, via text. Heard a lot about Horn francis and Crows fans saying we should get him as well. 
once the deal was done for Isaac Rankin today, that became impossible to land um, Jason Horn francis I thought there was a possibility maybe, Roach, and you can tell me this. Over the weekend when there was talk that you could maybe trade out your f- future first and future second round draft picks, that Adelaide may have tried to do a deal for Jason Horn francis and give both those first and second round draft picks, or even just say Jason Horn francis uh, first round pick this year, first round pick next year, and see if you could go as as hard as you can with next year's picks for Rankin. Just see if you can get both of them in over the course of yeah, the two. A couple of things to talk about. The other thing there is we don't quite have exposure to what each club's salary cap is because that's the other factor. You need the draft picks to, one, engage the deal, but you need the salary cap space to then bring in the player. So at this point, most surprising with Adelaide's announcement on Isaac Rankin when we know... Essendon made a big offer earlier in the year and started the ball rolling. Adelaide's come in and taken Isaac Rankin with now. They are reporting a three-year deal when we were first told it was going to be a five-year contract. That's the one thing I'm fascinated about, and I will talk to Justin Reid a little bit later on this afternoon. He will give us all of the uh, inner details on what happened with the Isaac Rankin trade. But for everyone was talking about this was a five-year deal, very heavily front-end loaded, and the announcement is today it's only three years, which is I'm surprised about, Roach. Do you have an explanation for that? Well, it's mysterious because, one, you would think Gold Coast could have blitzed a, a three-year contract, even though you know, we know their salary cap issues. But you think they would have been able to manage it. You know that Essendon certainly were prepared to manage it because they were very heavy into this space. And we thought the whole emphasis on Rankin's contract was to front-end it so they could be very busy in the trade yeah. or draft period next year and then have all their options open when the new CBA comes in in two years' time. So here it go, not into a five-year deal, but a three-year deal does leave some, some questions. So hopefully, I mean, Justin Reid will be cautious about ever talking about contracts, but I'm intrigued as to how that mechanics works into what their salary cap space is. Is that an indicator that Just they're keeping someone on their list that they perhaps thought that they might be trading out. Well, so what would Matt Crouch be in a 600,000 range, wouldn't he? Half a million, I would have thought. I At mean, minimum. absolute guess from my part. Don't anyone say, oh, that's ridiculous. So you know, is you're that making stuck up his numbers. there because no one's expecting him to be traded? Look, it's it's possible. Are you? We're, we're jumping all over the shop here. Are you surprised that there is no suitor for Matt Crouch? I would, If I was a club that had a lot of outside run, I'd be finding a home for Matt Crouch. Or is he as we call them, brand, has it been damaged by Adelaide just not playing him? And then maybe such such critiques that we keep hearing about the way he plays. And I, I struggle with the thought that there isn't a coaching panel, there isn't a football program that takes a 2017 All-Australian and a club champion and adapt him to what today's game is. Because he's, he's, not, he's not a dunce, surely. One three hundred S E N S E N O four two seven one five four one double six. Who's joining us tonight? Text line. Massive show. Matty Rendell to join us after four o'clock. No, he'll the be list guru. He'll be and I love hearing from Matty. I mean, he is left of centre, but he is always thought provoking. Not everyone agrees with him, but he is always the man that you listen to. So make sure you are tuned in straight after four o'clock. Harry Conway, the Redbacks. What a get out of jail card they played, courtesy of Henry Hunt yesterday. I actually have a theory on cricket, and we'll talk about it with Harry uh, around about half past four. Um, the, the spinner is dead in South Australian cricket. Would that be a reasonable thing to say? We we, we now prepare Ooh. wickets that encourage fast bowlers early and just get better and better and better as they go along. Karen Rolton Oval, where we play, what, about 40% of our Shield games, yep. that became from a seeming difficult wicket to bat on day one to an absolute road on day four, where it was really, really difficult to get people out. We'll talk about that with Harry Conway after 
after half past four. Justin Rees, as I said, at quarter to five. And then the Crows are absolutely flying. And you actually will just declare, we spoke to Caitlin Gould from the Adelaide Crows a little bit earlier before I made it into the studio. You've had that conversation. You would have done that through gritted teeth because the Adelaide Crows absolutely flying and your mob Port Adelaide doing it very tough in the AFL. Yeah, no, Adelaide is now in the top of the table clash with Brisbane. That that gang of four that we know about, or the big three, Brisbane, Adelaide and Melbourne, are now all contending for home finals in this final eight system. But Port Adelaide at the weekend, you can just see so much effort and so little reward. One goal, ten, Ben. One, ten. Yes, yes. Uh, hard to believe. Look, I'll put it to you like this. And I understand that AFLW is six, seven years old, so we need to be patient and allow it to develop and encourage it. But can we just get over the concept that women's sport is really, really poor compared to men? I'll give you an example. Lizzie Bat-Doyle, the um, 5,000, 10,000 metre runner, last weekend at the Melbourne Marathon, debut marathon, ran 2.28. I mean, the fastest time in the world is 2.01, Elliot Kipchoge. The top man in South Australia is going to run the marathon at about 2.10. The women aren't that far behind men in pretty much every sport, They'll catch up very, very quickly why, in football. You've just got to be need, a little bit patient. But, but why, Ben, does there need to be a consistent and constant comparison? It, well, it is just... Surely you appreciate... Old white men like me who grumble about stuff that they don't need to grumble about. But you go to the sand for, for, for a certain style of footy, don't you? Yes. You go to the AFL for a different style of footy. Why what? can't we accept AFLW as another style altogether? And there are people who love Division Six ammos. Correct. Hey, just very quickly, this is a really pertinent question. We do need to just uh, return ourselves to AFL footy for a moment. Uh, I've got a text message here. I don't have a name on it, but I just want to ask you this question. Roach, how have Frio traded their current first-round selection as well as their future first and future second for Luke Jackson, yet the AFL vetoed the monster trade as a result of Port Adelaide Football Club attempting to trade their future first and future second? I think I know the answer, but I'll well, get... Well, if you, if you send out a first and a second, you must make sure you've got something coming back the other exactly way. Exactly right. Now, they did the Logue deal with North Melbourne. So what it, that was a future second involved in that, wasn't there? Yes. So there you are. You are seeing a first go out and a second go out, but on the way back on another deal, you've had a second come in. Port Adelaide hasn't got anything coming in, and they're trying to send everything out. Yes. that's and the ex- big question here is with Port. If they're going to have to find a first-round draft pick, to lock away Jason Horn Francis with the clock ticking on them. Where are they going to find it? When you look at the first round picks that are on the table at the moment, there's West Coast with number two. That's the one they want. Yep. That's the one that would say, North Melbourne would say, okay, we're doing a deal for Jason Horn Francis. Well, Port Adelaide is going to have to offer up something significant to West Coast. Now, generally, you're then looking at again at what we saw with Judd and Kennedy yeah. out on West Coast. Yep. You're going to have to find someone who's prepared to go to Perth. Yes. It's not very hard to look at that Port Adelaide list and say, what is going to entertain West Coast? Mm-hmm. And even Fremantle, who are going to get first round picks once they get Lob out of the door with the Western Bulldogs, because that's waiting on the Dunkley deal. There are Port Adelaide fans about to throw pitchforks at the studio when you say this name, Michelangelo. Off you go. Well, Name me anyone else than Mitch Georgiades who will have to become trade bait here. Who else is going to do the deal for him? So, th- and, and he has to actually approve it. Yes. Yeah, He's got a year right. on his contract. He's got to be, be prepared to say, I'll make the move home. That is That would be massive, wouldn't it? Imagine if Port Adelaide, who have said, 
Josh Sin, no way. Uh, jo- uh, Butters, absolutely no way. Mitch Georgiades, absolutely no way. Imagine if the Port Adelaide Football Club, by the end of the day on Wednesday, has to come out and say, sorry, team, but to get all this done, we had to offload Mitch Georgiades. That's going to be a bitter pill to swallow, swallow for a lot of people who follow mm. the Port Adelaide Football Club. Just a couple of points very quickly. We've got a number of uh, texts that have come in, Roach, and then we'll get to a break because there's so much to talk about. Uh, boys, plenty of reports that the JHF Mega Trade is back on. So oh, I'll get gosh. Roach oh, on dude. that over this the course. Is, this is an Adam Cooney special. It's a real <laughs> one. Okay, I've got it all. No, I don't know how we do this simply, but that ultimately involved North Melbourne, Port Adelaide, West Coast, Greater Western Sydney, Brisbane, and Hawthorne. It involved players such as Jason Horn Francis, uh, Junior Rioli. Uh, who was there? Jack Gunston and a heap of draft picks all over the place. Uh, here's a text from someone who, uh, not a big fan of Matt Crouch. It's not that hard to understand about Matt Crouch. Clubs don't want a ball burner with zero flexibility like Crouch is. I disagree with that. I think Matt Crouch would be a very handy player in a team with a lot of outside speed. Don't rely on him to be the one delivering the ball. Just be the one to shovel it out. Uh, Mm. Why? So here's a text uh, from P.S. Kimbo on more holidays. This is from Arthur in Harndorf. Why didn't they play the last two deliveries out yesterday to give Helen Huntslad a chance to get a ton? So we'll talk about that. He's going to play high levels this summer. Made to open the batting for Australia from Arthur in Harndorf. Uh, And yeah, Kimbo on more holidays. No, he is He is sick. He is unfortunately unwell. He's got the flu. We're just making the point, Roach. I tell you what, it's been a tough couple of days for formal Channel 9 sports presenters with uh, Kimbo going down with the flu and, of course, Warren Treadray now in a legal battle with his former employer as well. Hey, let's get to a break because there's so much more to talk about. We'll do that on the other side. The Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel is in stock now. Don't go away. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roach. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. Michael Angelo Rucci in the studio. Ben Hook filling in for Kimbo on the run home. It's brought to you by Balfour's. No matter your club colours, Balfour's are for the game. Plenty of text coming through. Michelangelo Rucci. We've got one... Uh, messenger here who reckons that Pal Pepper should be on the trade table. Gee, I thought he was amazing last year, so I'm not convinced uh, on that one. What do you reckon? don't think that's an easy one to sell to Sam Pal Pepper at the moment, where he's quite happy to be an Adelaide you know, father of the past year, and he's found great comfort here. Remember, his name was brought up last year with West Coast. The one is interesting is George Artis, particularly when he's got a year of a contract left. We know the West Coast will come after him next year, and his name's already been mentioned earlier. Um, he was he was pick, this is from Harrison. He was pick eighteen. This yep. is George Artis. Has played a few seasons, still contracted. And if traded, Port can get ultimately pick two, which they'll move on. Of course, no. it's not a bad investment in my view. That's from Harrison. So uh, at the moment, it looks like Greater Western Sydney's trying to cook up a four club deal, which will help Port Adelaide. We'll see how that. Passes through the audit office at AFL House to see if all the... This is where it gets so confusing, where you're talking about... In the old days, it was quite simple, Ben. It was about player and draft picks of your current draft. Then they brought in these futures to get more movement. And yet, we keep talking about more movement, but they seem to be more complicated deals than (laughs) ever before, don't they? And they seem to still stall to the last two days. Funny that, isn't it? 
So we've just had another messenger here who still we don't have a name from, but Roots, can you please answer this? Oh, wait, someone just asked the question on Future First and Second. Mm. Ben Hook is my name. Nice to meet you, uh, unnamed text message person. Next question then, uh, and I love these because this is the real Port Adelaide conspiracy theorist that I've learned to embrace. Next question then is why can't we get an exemption when we have used seven first rounders in the last four years and Horn Francis is 19 years old? It really is a joke. If this was Geelong or Richmond, it would have been allowed. Cripps has done an amazing job with their list and the AFL not allowing it is beyond a joke. Do you subscribe to the fact that the AFL is just completely butchering Port Adelaide's hopes once again, Michelangelo? Interesting question. I mean, how do you answer for the AFL when we still can't answer what they give for compensation picks for free agents? I'm not going to try to walk into that dark room, but I know that there are a few people who are going to be calling us like John has at Norwood. Yeah, let's John. get on to the callers. Yes, John from Norwood. Welcome to the run home. Yeah, hi, Ben, Michael. Yeah, Michael, that last text almost took a bit of my thunder. I just think that uh, the AFL got to wipe that rule, especially with this future round draft picks, because we're talking about a guy who's under 20. He's a 10-plus, 15-year player at a club. It's just restricting his um, trade, isn't it? Well, you're right, John, but... Yeah. I can understand and where the AFL's philosophy on this is. They have to stop clubs that will just keep selling on draft picks, not go to the draft, Why? not load up with youth, and Why? then finish up with an old, stale list, which then goes to the Called bottom Geelong. of the table. And guess what happens then? Then they appeal for priority picks. I, I actually yeah. think I, jo, I think you're both half right here. I think John is right. I think the rule needs to change because I think there is a capacity to do this, and Geelong have proven that you don't need a lot of – Top end draft picks to be continuously successful. But, but they you don't can't knock change themselves out. You of can't the change draft. the rules mid year just because it would suit Port Adelaide, can you, John? No, no. You agree? No, I, I realise that. I realise that, but it's got to be changed for for the, for the future because we're talking about a young lad here, Horn Francis, mm. eighteen nineteen. He's going to be a twelve plus year player. It's restricting his trade because. With these future round picks. But John, co- there'll, there'll be know? North Melbourne people, like our good friend Steve, will ring in and say, he signed a two-year contract. He should honour it. Yeah, but... And, and there's a lot of people like other... Kevin Sheehan, Kevin, Kevin Sheehan, who's been working in that AFL talent field for a long time, who's saying the sooner they make those first round draftees go to three-year contracts, the better. So, mm. I mean, it, yeah. you're right in the sense we do have a system that says... You don't get to pick how you enter the competition. And we saw how Patrick Dangerfield did it just magnificently. He was picked by Adelaide. He honoured the contracts mm-hmm. until he was a free agent. He then went to the club he wanted to be at at the beginning. So, so it's not as if the players are totally restrained, but you can't ignore that Jason Horn francis is breaking a contract. It's a good call, though, John. Thank thank you for ringing in. Appreciate it. We do need to move on. I just wonder how all of the Port Adelaide fans would be if the Crows were pushing for a change of the rules to suit them to be able to trade in the player they wanted one year. I think their opinions might be a little bit different. Craig from Mooney Ponds wants to talk about Jason Horn, francis and Matt Crouch. Craig, welcome to the run home. Yeah, g'day, uh, gents. Look, you're right, Rooch. Bottom line, guy's still got a year to go on his contract. Mm. He's broken it. He's played 10, 11 games for North. He's got the gentleman just before me has just said he'll probably play another 13, 14 seasons. And he might be a 300-game, might even be a 350-game player. 
Um, he's got a lot of future and a lot of upside. He's breaking a one, or he's breaking the contract that he still has left for one year. So he's only been there for 12 months. North Melbourne need to forget about first round, second round picks. North Melbourne have been struggling now for four or five seasons and ask their members and supporters whether they want to see wins on the board. So you get wins by decent players, players who can come in to that list right now, whether whoever's going to coach, get them that, those wins. So they need, and Port Adelaide need to understand this, they need to give to get something. So basically give up to get, get something. So it's going to be either a Mitch Georgiatis or Xavier Dersma or someone of that ilk who's got the same amount of time in their football career ahead of them. And, Rich, why has Mitch Georgiatis spent so much time the last two years, apart from injuries, why has he spent so much time in the SANFL, the Sandful? He has not had a decent full season with Port Power. Why is he getting neglected? He will only improve as a footballer playing AFL. So he was dropped, what, at a stage this year when his, his goal-kicking was just all over the spot. And that probably, it was clear, it was clearly hurting his confidence. The fact that he was actually lining up for shots, not sure anymore what he was doing with his kicks. Now, the argument was put him in the sample, different competition. He builds up his confidence at a different pace, and then you bring him back. I mean, that's, that's a coach's call. That's a match committee call. But do you keep him in the AFL where his confidence is draining and he's going to get more and more doubt about his goal-kicking or do you send him back to the sample and hope that's the circuit breaker? It's a debate. It's interesting a debate. fantastic debate, Craig. Thank you for your call. We are off to a break. because We're going to catch up with the list guru, Matt Rendell, mm. very shortly. Looking forward to everything he's got to say, so don't go away. You're listening to The Run Home. Yeah, thanks for joining us on The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. Ben Hook in the chair for Kim Dillon. Michelangelo Rucci, of course, is with us. Uh, the Run Home brought to you by Balfour's. No matter your club colours, Balfour's are for the game. It is time for our trade radio update. We do it thanks to CMC Markets. Trade your way with CMC Markets. Visit cmcmarkets.com. And we do our trade radio update with the man who knows more about it than anyone I've ever had the pleasure of coming across in my time in sports media. His name is Matt Rendell. He is our AFL list guru. Matt, welcome back to the run home. Uh, g'day, Ben, and uh, Roots. You've had some partners over the past week, Roots. Oh, I'm trading them day by day. Yeah. And I'm stacking up on, <laughs> on draft picks along the way, Matt. But the one that's well, staggered us today, what. Isaac yeah. Rankin, we knew it was going to be, you know, these all these draft picks swapped around. But the surprise news, after all that had been said in the lead-up to this, a three-year contract, not a five-year deal. Really? Three-year deal, which... When you look at it, you go, surely Gold Coast would have matched that, and Essendon was certainly prepared to go even more than that. Why is it a three-year deal? Did you get a figure on it? Uh, no, we don't actually have a figure on it because that original thought of it being you know, five years. 800 over five years, 850, we thought, didn't we, over around five that years? Range, yeah, and a heavily front-end, it seems to have just not held up when Adelaide are announcing it's a three-year deal. Well, that's, uh, that's strange that he would do that. He, you know, he would have got... Like, I'm trying to remember what he didn't get offered the amount of same amount of money, so I think it was about two hundred short, wasn't it? It was about six fifty, but it might have been over five years at at um, uh, Gold Coast Sun. So maybe, he's, yeah. So he's all right. Well, he's backing himself in. To uh, I'm just thinking. Yeah, well, so that's uh, the question. A reason I'll... for this. So, so this takes him. Sorry, he's done four years. 
three years takes him to year seven, which ah, takes him to restricted free agency. Yeah. Mm. Surely for a, an Isaac Rankin who has shown that all he wants to do is play for Adelaide, that's not going to be relevant unless you use that as a, a bargaining well, chip for the next big A bargaining chip, yes, exactly. Interesting. Matt, is there any reason from the Adelaide Crows' perspective that they would uh, narrow the terms of the deal? Is there potentially more cash at some particular point? Your experience of managing these lists, is there any reason from a club's perspective um, why you would go from five back to three? Well, it's safer for Adelaide, isn't it, Matt? Yeah, well, it's, it's one, it's safer. Uh, so they, they're uh, more protected, the Crows. Mm. Two, uh, Rooch's information was that they're going to pay two years in one, next year so they're going to pay two his first two years which means his third year um which, which means in the in his third year they're going to have a lot of money left over mm, absolutely to go after someone else yeah. so um if they pay say it's 850 so they pay 1.7 next year which they'll be able to do they'll have a heap of room in their cap uh means they're going to have an eight, 850 available the following year yeah. they're only paying him 850 so I see that as possibly a reason, and it helps protect them. I'm just surprised. I don't know who his manager is. I'm surprised he didn't go after the five-year, but uh, maybe that's that free agency thing uh, coming up uh, makes you know if he has three, if he has three great years. I mean, his his um, next contract will be a monster with a new CBA well, as not, well, Matt. Yeah, and well, that yes, and that too. Yeah, new so more money in the cap. It might actually be quite a wise move by uh, Rankin and his provided manager. He, yeah, provided but, he lives up to uh, it. Yeah, provided he lives up to it. Uh, mind you, it's a monster now. It'll be extraordinary <laughs> <laughs> if he has three great years. Yeah. So, yeah, good, uh, Roos. That's three three reasons why it's possibly uh, that three year deal. And now just, we're looking at Jason Horn Francis. Seeing where mm. Port are going to have to find a first-round draft pick somewhere, maybe even future seconds. But if it gets mm. down to finding a first, they're going to have to deal in the West. And I can imagine what mm. West Coast is going to come after, particularly amidst George Artis. Is there a, is there a circuit breaker like Greater Western Sydney that helps Port Adelaide out here? Oh, this one's all of a sudden turned messy, isn't it? It has. Um, we've got a heap of clubs, a heap of players involved, heap of picks. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I don't know where it goes. And, and now, you know, I heard on the radio on the way in they're talking about, you know, GWS swapping three to one to, to North in the deal as well. Yeah. Um, and North and getting three and getting some futures. I don't. I don't. I have to sit down and see what is on the table to have a good look at what's going on here. I'm sure they'll get a deal done. So, uh, James McCartney's got deals done with uh, GWS. They want to get it done. Um, you know they might they might have to concede on a Georgiades mm. at some stage. Well, I don't know whether the kid wants to go back or not, but um, he is a Perth boy with a year to go on his contract. If they offer him a really good contract, West Coast, he might say, "Look, in this time next year, this time next year, he might not be getting a great contract where he can get one off West Coast right here, right now." So, Matt, over the weekend, the AFL made it very clear that Port couldn't unload a future first and a future second unless it had some yeah. coming back the other way. Is mm. the AFL doing the right thing by the clubs and the right thing by the game, or should they just let it be freewheeling with the draft picks now? No, no, I, don't, I, I agree with you. That this, look, if it's a fair deal, Roach, it's a fair deal. I don't care about 
trading our future first and second and you haven't got one a, a, a first round this year, if it's a good deal, uh, you know, you were talking a, a, superstar, a potential superstar, Horn Francis, and every and all the clubs are happy, GWS, Eagles, Port and North, well, put the deal through. Bloody hell. What? They haven't been much good at stuff, the AFL, over a period of years. I don't know who's... I don't know who's involved in deciding whether it's a good deal or not. Um, I know Ned Guy's there, but I hope it's not him. But, um, <laughs> I thought there was something coming there. Would, but, would you? Would if, you it's would, a, if it's a good deal, who cares? It, they are making their list. Every club in, involved in it is making their list better, yeah. and that's all that matters. And Port Adelaide are in that boat where they're saying, we want to try and win a flag this year. We want to keep all of our exactly. players and we're happy to sell out picks and sell out the future in favour of the now. Could they change the rules, though, uh, right now, Root? Oh, sorry, Matt, it, it does seem awfully late to go changing what the rules are. Uh, yeah, because there might be a blue from the other clubs. But, um, yeah, well, it is interesting. It sounds like they're not going to. No, no, they, they, they've come they, down on it. But they need, it, it, they shouldn't have the rules in. I don't know why they put them in the first place. I know why. I know why they did it. They don't trust the clubs one or no, other. Of course, no, they don't. <laughs> so, but, but the fact of the matter is, when you have got four clubs all enhancing their list, yeah, and nothing's detrimental to the other teams. Mm. That you know, that, they think they would be thinking, well, that looks fair to me. That looks reasonable for all the clubs. It's not like one team's getting a massive advantage here. Not like Geelong are. With bows, well, that's a rule to start with. They're letting that go through. They let the, the bows one go through, but don't let this one go through. Oh, well, this Still is why they've done the salary cap dumping concessions. But Josh exactly. Dunkley, are you still sure that Brisbane's going to close this one off? Well, I've just got a lot of confidence in Don Ambrosia from Brisbane to get deals done. I've got a lot of confidence in him. Um, he better not let me down. <laughs> <laughs> so but, if we do get, uh, he, he, here's he the hypothetical. Gosh. We get to tomorrow, uh, I'm sorry, Wednesday evening, and it breaks down. And Josh Dunkley is Ooh. like he was when he didn't get to Essendon. What does he do? Does he, does he walk back to the Bulldogs? Does he take his chances in the preseason draft where the Bulldogs and Port Adelaide have earlier picks? Where does this play for him? Um. He'd be doing a lot of homework with his um, manager around. If he goes to the preseason draft, what, what does it look like? Um, now, obviously, Essendon would want to be in there big time. Yeah, and they get, they're going to have what pick three in that preseason draft. Um, look, I think there's some things you can do around trying to get to a club you want to get to in the preseason draft. Uh, you know, if someone says, well, we're going to take you, we'll say, yeah, well, I'll sign a one-year contract and I'm out again at the end of the year. Mm. So you're wasting, you're wasting your pick, really, um, especially Essendon where they are. They're not, they're not in line to win any flags. So, um, well, then he goes know, back I'd to be... the Bulldogs and goes one year and takes up free agency, surely. Exactly. So uh, he won't be. So it just depends how... Steadfast is. I'm pretty sure he's not going back to the Bulldogs. Matt, so one, I'd, I'd be really surprised. We're going to wrap this up very short. I've just got one very fast yeah. one for you. Yes or no? Do you think Matt Crouch will find a home other than the Adelaide Crows next year? Uh, I don't think so. No. Back at Adelaide, 
Matt, always a pleasure. The List Guru, you've always got your finger on the pulse, always got some great thoughts. Appreciate your time on the run home. It's a great point he made. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Rich. Thanks, mate. It's a great point he's made. If everyone is coming out of the deal, better off. Why would the AFL block it? And not everyone's in the same situation. I mean, there are clubs that are desperate to get draft picks in. The Crows have been like that two or three years ago. They just said, what do you want? We'll take a draft pick. Port Adelaide are in the boat of saying, we're happy to ship out all of our draft picks and get the players in now. the, The current rule does restrict the concept that there are clubs in completely different kettles of fish. And it would be reasonable to suggest that if you want all your draft picks out and someone wants all their draft picks in, just cut the deal. It's not gut, that unreasonable, gut, is it? My gut feel here is, if it hadn't been Jason Horn francis who was a number one draft pick seeking to go home after one year, had it been, say, let's just throw in a player who'd been there around for five years, I reckon they would have come up with a different verdict. The fact that it is a number one draft pick going after one year, they're more fearful of it setting a precedent that sees a lot of first-year draftees say, I'm out of here because I know that clubs can now trade me out. Lots more to come on the run home. We're going to catch up with Harry Conway very shortly. Also, your texts, there are thousands of them flooding in. Your calls as well. one three hundred sen sen 0427 We're off to a break. Don't go away. This is the run home. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. one three hundred SEN SEN. If you want to have your say on the run home, 0427-154-166. Michelangelo Rucci in the studio. Ben Hook filling in for Kim Dillon, who's a, a little bit crook at the moment, so we wish him all the best. Uh, Tony has called in from Seaton, wants to talk about the Jason Horn Francis trade. Tony, welcome to the run home. Oh, hi, Ben. And, uh, yeah, it's nice to hear your voice out there. It's, uh, you know, a little bit more smug than Kimmy Dillon. <laughs> I'm just mucking around, mucking around, all right? He's a great guy. Uh, just, uh, Roach, I just want to understand this properly. So would that deal, the mega deal, would have gone through if Port could have got rid of their future second rounder uh, and not get nothing in? Is that just legally they can't do it? Or is it uh, everyone, everything would have been accepted if, uh, if that could go through? So Port's exemption was based on if you send out futures, future first and future second, you can only do that if you've already got a future second coming in the other way. Ah, future first coming, coming in. in. So that's mm-hmm. where Fremantle yep. have mm-hmm. done just that. They've sent out futures, but they've got futures coming back mm-hmm. the other way with the Logue deal at North Melbourne. Port don't have any deals on the table at all in the sense that they've got Carl Amon gone. That's a compensation pick, but that doesn't count. So what they were doing was just shipping out a heap of draft picks because they want to get in... Jason Horn Francis, they want to get in Rioli, they want to get in Radagalia. So they're bringing in players but sending out draft picks because they haven't got a player at this point who they've put on the table other than Riley Bonner, and that doesn't seem to be happening. Mm. So the rules are quite yeah. clear. So could, if you ship stuff yeah. out, you can only do that pairing first and seconds if you have something coming back the other way that balances it out. It doesn't have to completely balance yeah. it, but it means you are still going to be involved in a first or second round draft pick along each draft stage. But the AFL yep. wouldn't give them an exception. So could Port Adelaide get rid of, for example, well, look, when you said uh, Georgiatis, I nearly fell off my chair. That's why I'm ringing. <laughs> well, uh, so could could Port Adelaide get rid of, and look, and please, uh, this is no particular order, uh, guys like Darcy Byrne-Jones, who've got plenty of halfback flankers, uh, even Farrell, look, who I really like. Look, all of these guys, I really like them, 
but they're the next tier of great players at Port Adelaide, unlike the ones above, or Riley Bonner, or, um, you know, Berkman or something. Guys that are, you know, that you want to keep, but unfortunately, if you do want to get the gun, you need to get rid of. So you've got to lose something to gain something yeah, they, more special. They're clearly going to have to lose, but there's two points here. One, your buyer needs to want that player. Two, the player, while he's on contract, needs to be prepared to move. Now, this is where Jason Cripps, who's Port's list manager, was 2018, he put this on the table. He said, look, if you're going to have free agency where players like Carl Amon walk in and say, I'm out of here going to Hawthorne, or Patrick Danefield, I'm out of here, I'm going to Geelong, at what point do the clubs get the same right whereby they can suddenly say, we've got to do a deal here and we want to close this deal and we're telling Ben Hook, been great to have you, Ben. We know you're on contract for another three years. We can guarantee you that West Coast will pick up that contract and they'll even add a sweetener to it. Uh, pack your bags. Thanks for coming, and we'll see you at the uh, you know club reunions that we invite you to. Mm. But you know that's it. Until we get free trading, we're going to continually get stuck in this space. I'm taking that deal, Rooch, because I'm only contracted to five thirty tonight. Uh, Tony, great call. Really interesting. You made no some worries, uh, good guys. points there. Appreciate you um, ringing in. Just one point I want to make, Rooch, and we're talking about the fact that Port Adelaide want Jason Horn Francis. They've made the play. They want him. In the, in the, and Yes, but in the end, you're going to have to pay up. And I just asked Port Adelaide fans to reflect back on 2018 when you were told that Hawthorne was going to take Chad Wingard off your hands. And the Port Adelaide Football Club absolutely put their foot down and said, well, if you're desperate to have him and he's he's happy to go, well, you are paying up. And you were going to pay up in a first-round draft pick and you're going to pay up in Ryan Burton. And Port Adelaide cut that deal. And I don't reckon there's any Port Adelaide fan now who doesn't think that was a good outcome, but was, reasonable in the circumstances. Than, it was more than that. It wasn't just Ryan Burton. By the time they shuffled draft picks, they went higher up in the draft order to get Connor Rosie. Yep. And they got Xavier Dersman. That that deal for Chad Wingard effectively became Ryan Burton, Connor Rosie, and Xavier Dersman. Yes. You do that deal every day, anytime. Uh, no, and, and this is my point. But, yeah, and, but you and need Alistair, players prepared to move. Alistair Clarkson decided that his man was Chad Wingard. Chad Wingard who were Port Adelaide dealing with now at North Melbourne? I'm not sure Clarko's looking for... He got his You don't reckon he's got some fingerprints on this? But Clarko was the one who went to Ryan Burton and said, you have to move. Yes, I understand, because he knew that if he was going to get his guy, he was going to have to pay up. And I just think Port Adelaide are probably in the same situation right now. Yeah, well... At this point, North Melbourne is saying, give us two first-round draft picks. I promised you that I was going to get to all of your texts. I am going to do it, but we are going to go to a break. The Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel is in stock now. Do not go away. You're on the run home. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. Ben Hook in the chair for Kim Dillon. Michelangelo Rucci is with me. We are live from Studio Lumo SA, as I said. So many texts to get through. Port, do not get Jason Horn francis for free. They need to pay two first-rounders <laughs> yeah. and a second to get him. Seriously, Horn francis will leave next year. Anyway, here's a question that I've got for you, Rucci. Oh, I think this a, is that's interesting. That's a fair point. A number well, one draftee. Yeah, you've got, you a, you've got to, a you fork out. Yep. Yep. And I understand trying to get all of those picks out is, you know, we think that's reasonable in the circumstances. It's just against the rules. Yep. Here's a question for you. Why are Port Adelaide persisting with Rioli? Back yourself in to get Fantasia's body right and concentrate on Jason Horn francis and Asava Radigalia. Pick eight. Next year's first. 27 should get that done. 
then concentrate on Asava after that. Rioli can come if he drifts in through the pre-season draft. So are Port Adelaide better off just hanging on to Mitch Georgiades and turning their back on Junior Rioli? That's from Matt. Yeah, but they're not comparable because they need a first-round draft pick from West Coast to do Jason Horn francis Rioli's not in this equation. You're right. He can just he'll walk to Port anyway. Mm. If they want to get Jason Horn francis and need to get a first-round draft pick, it looks at this point, the most obvious place to go get it is West Coast. Plenty more to talk about, uh, and we're going to do that, Roots. Ben Hook and Michelangelo Rucci are straight after the news. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. Ben Hook in the chair for Kim Dillon. Michelangelo Rucci is with me. The open line 1300 SEN SEN text line 0427154166. The run home brought to you by Balfour's. No matter your club colours, Balfour's are for the game. Michelangelo. Just some breaking news. Callum Toomey on the AFL website's reporting that the mega deal that would allow Port Adelaide to get the assets to get Jason Horn Francis has now been approved. Wow. So that means draft picks are going to be swapped around between the Giants and and other clubs, but it will get Port Adelaide with now draft picks to be able to do a deal that gets we Jason will, Horn Francis we to will Alberton. break that down in detail a little bit later on in the show, but it is time to get to our guest. Roach, a quick question for you. What is fear? What is fear? I'll tell you what fear is. <laughs> I've it's experienced our it guest, many, Harry many Conway, 22 yards away from you with a shiny red 156-gram kookaburra. Loved him with the Adelaide Strikers. He's now full-time with the Redbacks. <laughs> welcome to South Australia, Harry Conway, and welcome to the run home. Thanks, boys. Thanks for having me. Do you sense the batsmen are fearing you, Harry? Uh, yeah. I Good. I think they were on the morning of Good. day one. Good. Uh, with, with, yeah, you had yeah. a you had a wicket with your fourth ball, and it was a pretty reasonable scalp as well. Uh, Will Pekovsky got a little bit tougher after that, but uh, what was the first hit out like in the beautiful baggy red South Australian cap, Harry? Oh, it was, it was an amazing experience. It was uh, it was uh, it, it was awesome to have about yeah. You know, I felt like there were about a hundred people there um, for my uh, cap presentation. Um, a former Glenelg great uh, presented me my cap, fast bowler. So. Um, yeah, really wrapped to, to finally uh, get out on the park. And uh, as you say, four balls in, I was pretty excited. But, mm. um, yeah, thereafter, it was obviously, um, you know, a bit more pain throughout the game from Victoria. But uh, nice to come away with a draw first up. Take us through the game very quickly. Of course, Victoria, formidable opposition. Scott Boland, my goodness, on those oh, marginal yeah. wickets, he is a, an absolute challenge. Uh, tough, you were probably behind the game from maybe T on day one right through until the beginning of day four. But my goodness, Henry Hunt's knock on day four. Uh, what a lifesaver. Yeah, that's right. He he was certainly the highlight across the four days. I think... Um, you know, we we went into the second innings with a with an 80 run deficit, and that's sort of where we let ourselves down. I thought um, after starting with five for 60, uh, you know, having them five for 60 or five for 70 on day one, uh, we obviously let a bit of an opportunity slip, and then um, you know, Victoria fought back in the game really well. Um, they got an 80 run lead, uh, as I say, going to the second innings. Um, Travis and Alex batted well, but um, yeah, Henry Hunt was the shining light for us, and. Um, really excited to see him hopefully get catapulted into Australian colours soon. 
Harry, I'm fascinated to see the amount of fast bowling talent that has come to South Australia. Yourself, of course, Henry Thornton, Jordan Buckingham uh, made his debut late last year. Doggett's in the sidelines. I think there's nine fast bowlers, of which seven or eight uh, are interstaters. Was it about opportunity or was it about working with the great Jason Gillespie, who was one of the all-time great fast bowling coaches? Yeah, absolutely. No, you've nailed it on the head. It was it was certainly a combination of the two. Um, yeah, who, who better else to work with in Australia than uh, someone like Jason Gillespie for me? But, um, you know, as you say, Buckingham was outstanding during the week. Uh, David Grant was uh, was awesome, and so was Wes Agar. Um, you know, he's, he's a really exciting fast bowler who, again, you want to see back in Australian colours as soon as possible. But, um, you know, he'll, he'll bite his time for, for us in the shield, and um, hopefully he has a a really big season for us. As you say, Henry Thornton's a, a great one in the white ball stuff and for the Adelaide Strikers, he had a breakthrough summer. So, um, as you say, there's heaps of competition and, and with Brendan Doggett and, and Nathan McAndrew available in the next two or three rounds of the Sheffield Shield, we're, we're certainly going to need them, um, you know, in the big moment so that we can hopefully make a Shield final. Harry, you're new to the Redback, so we couldn't ask you to compare season on season on season, but at the end of this game, what sort of review post this and what has come out of it it's saying where the Redbacks are moving forward. What what has come out of this first game? Yeah, it's a it's a good um it's a good good point. I think um you know the, the area to improve is, is when we when we are ahead of the game and when we do start the game the way that we did once you know having won the toss. It's about um you know keeping the foot on the throat um, and not surrendering with that position in the game. It's it, it's all well and good to congratulate. Chet congratulate each other, you know, at the end of day four, as you say, about, um, you know, saving a game and, and that mm-hmm. type of thing. But you don't want to do that consistently because you want to, you actually want to front run in the game and um, get ahead of the opposition. And when you do that, it's about nailing those positions in the game a bit better. Harry, I'm concerned that we're seeing the demise of spin bowling, and I'm sure you as a fast bowler, you're not too bothered about that. You want as many opportunities as possible. But in particular at Karen Rolton Oval, where you see a lot of wickets where they're marginal on day one and they just get better and better and better and easier to bat on. And and spin bowling, in particular on a small ground like Karen Rolton Oval, just doesn't seem to have the, inf- the influence, the impetus that it once did. As someone who loves your cricket, are you worried about maybe we're going to see the demise of spin bowlers? No, that's a that's a really good point you make. Um, you know, we only went into the game with a part timer in Travis Head uh, and Nathan McSweeney. So, um, yeah, we, we looked at the data and the numbers going into the game. The ground, you know, notoriously doesn't spin um, and doesn't offer anything for the spinner. So, um, yeah, as you say, I, I certainly am. I, I think there's some really good young spinners around in, in Todd Murphy, you know, Ben Menenti, Tanvir Sanger, um, and you know, alongside Kerneman and Swepson. So. You want those guys in the background chipping along in shield cricket. Um, you know, I, I remember playing with Nathan Lyon one year that he got our player of the year. He was, you know, a 40 wicket taker. Um, but you, you need guys in behind him consistently playing shield shield, and they can't do that on those type of wickets because um, there's nothing there for them. So, yeah, definitely a worry. Um, and as you say, on the outgrounds, you, you certainly make a name for yourself as a pace bowler, let alone a spinner. So, um, yeah, I think you just want the surface to break up. Um, yeah. You know, in the, in the second innings of the game, you, you know, you're not expecting anything great uh, on the first couple of days, but in the second half of the game, you you need something there for the spinners, um, and that's where I think we probably differ from, say, Junction Oval, um, yeah. and, and it'll be interesting to see what New South Wales throw at us with uh, North Dalton Park in Wollongong. I tell you what, Harry, it's great to have you uh, here with the South Australians. Uh, we've done very well with our recruiting. Uh, disappointing 
first performance. Great to get out of it with a draw. We're looking forward to, I think we take on Tasmania next year at Adelaide Oval in a few days' time. Welcome to South Australia. Thanks for your time on the run home, and we look forward to seeing you in about a week. Thanks, boys. Talk Thanks, Harry. Soon. Harry Conway there, our special guest, the new fast bowler for the South Australian Redbacks. He is a wonderful recruit. I'm on the Redbacks this year. I know that was a slightly disappointing performance. Uh, First four hours was great, a little bit disappointing after that, but I reckon we're going to see a really good season from the Redbacks. Maybe not quite a final, but certainly going to win some games, and uh, that's what we want to see. Time for a break. That's what we want. Plenty more on the other side. You were listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. Do not go away. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. The open line for Kimbo and the Roots, The Run Home, is 1300-SEN-SEN. The text line 0427154166. We are live from Studio Lumo SA. And the list manager of the Adelaide Football Club, Justin Reid has been good enough to jump on the line and join us. Justin, welcome back to the run home. And uh, you have your man, Isaac Rankin. Yeah, thanks, Hookie Roach. Uh, yeah, great to have uh, Isaac in the door. And nice not to be sitting there at 7.30 Wednesday night still <laughs> trying to get it done. So uh, no, it's a great outcome for, for Isaac, but for, for the club as a whole. So just to spell this out, Justin, you get Isaac Rankin. You get pick 46. You get a future fourth. But on the way out, yep. you get rid of five, a future third and a future fourth, which is all a bit of a head spin. And we think, OK, it's taken to the Monday. Can you just run us through how complicated it gets in these future picks and the draft picks you're swapping and what sort of haggling you're doing there? Yeah, Rich, and it's obviously the trade period started Monday a week ago and, and we've still got to 7.30 Wednesday night. But these conversations uh, have been ongoing for a period of time. You know, the season finished on about the 21st, 22nd of August. So... Look, I think once you once you work out what I guess the other party's trying to achieve, yeah. um, you try to work towards that outcome. And obviously, our focus was was getting Isaac in the door, and and then working through that with uh, with Gold Coast. And it's not just that transaction itself; they've got other pieces moving. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's a bit of patience and understanding how one deal is connected to another. Um, but yeah, certainly great to uh, get Isaac in the door, and that was a focus this trade period. And it's great to be able to achieve that. Here's the sliding door moment, Justin. Last year, you were prepared to go hard with North Melbourne to trade draft picks. Would have got you Jason Horn Francis. Instead, now you have Rochelle, Dawson, and Rankin. <laughs> if you had the choice, A or B, Horn Francis last year or Rochelle, Dawson, or Rankin, which way are you going now? I certainly be Rooch. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's uh, an look, interesting um, twist, isn't it? Where yeah, looked good one year yeah. now looks not so good a year later. Well, and, and, and Rich, it's funny when you talk about sliding doors. A lot of the decisions you've made you, were quite strategic, and you know you work through what you think's best for, I guess, you know, the current team, but also a bit of a mid to long term look. So, um, but certainly bringing those three high end talent guys, um, you know, hopefully that gets us back to playing finals football more, you know, sooner rather than later. Isaac Rankin on a three year deal when there'd been such speculation that it would be five. Who drove that? Him or the football club? Uh, the actual term itself. Yeah, three years when you know, most yeah, people... Yeah, look, look Isaac, Isaac... Yeah, we obviously, we spoke with Isaac and his management and Isaac's, I guess, he's only 22, so he's still very young in yeah. terms of football and he's laid the foundations for four years. So he's someone to back himself in and there's certainly, he's nearly a 50-game player, but there's certainly a lot of growth in his game. Mm. So certainly, I guess, something we work through together. But, um, you know, wrapped to have him in the football club. 
Uh, Reedy, you said right from the start that Isaac Rankin was going to be the target. You were up, open up front. You did that deal. Well done for being up front and straight on it. Do we expect to see much more from the Crows in the next 48 hours? Not too much, Hookie. Look, as you said, Isaac was certainly the focus. And, you know, with Geordie Dawson last year and then, then Isaac again this year, we've gone to the draft heavily the last four years. So we certainly, um, you know, invested heavily in this group, you know, from a contracting perspective and, you know, our demographic at the moment, we're certainly, you know, the youngest group across the AFL, certainly every game this year and as a collective. Um, so there's a bit of patience with regards to contracting the group and, and bringing them through together, a bit of cohesion. And the only way to do that is by playing games. And I think as we go forward, you'll find a bit of that gap analysis on where we need to add some talent. But we also need to see where the talent sits on the list. So we saw a bit this year, as you guys, you know, had seen through the midfield with, you know, Schomburg and, mm. and Berry and Rochelle and Saligo. So it just takes time. So we need to be patient with that. But um, certainly excited to bring Isaac, you know, to be, you know, one to play his role, but I guess to add a bit more power and speed up, up the field in the forward line, but through the midfield as well. So, Justin, you've left Hamish Ogilvy, your recruiting manager, picks 23 and 46 in this year's draft, and there'll be others. So... Is Matt Crouch going to deliver another draft pick or is he absolutely certain of playing for Adelaide next year? Oh, look, I'm pretty certain, Rich. Uh, a lot can change, obviously, through trade period, but uh, Matt's I've been consistent leading into the trade period. He's a contracted player and I know he's looking for a really big off-season, so we expect Matt to be at the club next year. And, you know, um, as I said, I know, understand the interest, yep. um, but he's a contracted player and, you know, a big off-season, you know, a lot can change in 12 months, as we know. So if this closes your trade period, when do the delistings take place now? I oh, Look, a lot of the dislodgement's not due to late October, early November, so we've still got time uh, around some of those decisions. So we certainly won't be making any you know, rush decisions this yeah. week, but we've certainly still got a few players out of contract, like most clubs do, and it's a hard time of year, but we'll, we'll work through that. There's still some stuff to work through over the next few days and then again over the coming weeks. So towards the end of October, you know, we'll work through that stuff. Billy Frampton? Yeah, certainly working through that with Collingwood. So um, they've got a bit on their plate as well. But yeah. I think publicly we've been pretty clear that a future three will get that done. So I guess it's back on Collingwood to try and execute that. So we'll uh, we'll continue to have conversations with them and try and work through that with them. So you'll keep your phone on. Do you expect anyone to come after any of your draft picks because of all the wheeling and dealing that's going on at the moment? Uh, you never say never, yeah. uh, Roach. So obviously pick 23 um, and then the 46. So... Look, as you said, we, we've gone to the draft heavily the last four mm. years. So, you know, with with Isaac, pick 23 and 46, that nearly sees us out. So we'll work through some, some list lodgement towards the end of the month. But I can't see too much else happening between now and, and Wednesday night. After what happened at the weekend, Justin, as a list manager, would you prefer the AFL just allowed you to free wheel any first round, second round draft picks and have to approve or block as they have on this mega deal that was put forward, which... You know, argues about you can't send out futures first and second unless you're bringing some back in. Would you just prefer just do your business and not have the AFL interfere on that? Oh, look, I think it's more the, the rules are in place to protect certain, you know, just all clubs that you, you're just not, you know, having a king's ransom or your. I mean, if you went to future picks, yeah. uh, certain clubs would be asking for three round one draft picks instead of two. So I think there has to be some parameters just to, from an equalisation point of view, but. Um, I think there can be some flexibility around that. I think what you'll find is, uh, you know, if you move your future one, then you still got to have your two, three, and four. I think you'll find with a lot of our transactions that future four is what holds up a lot of the deals. So, 
I think if you can create a little bit of flexibility, um, that absolutely, absolutely helps. But I still think you understand the rules and the parameters are clear going into the trade period. Trying to shift them during trade period is probably a little bit cheeky given that there'd been half a dozen to 15 deals already done. So, mm-hmm. um, look, again, I think that's something to follow up once we get through this period. Okay. Uh, Reedy, Rankin done, uh, but the deal for Port Adelaide, Jason Horn Francis has sort of spluttered a little bit over, well, the last three or four days. Did Adelaide ever entertain a Hail Mary at him? Uh, you'd probably need some stock for a Hail Mary. We certainly got in front of Jason, but we understood, um, you know, the strong family ties of Port Adelaide with Fabian. So uh, we're respectful of that as they were probably respectful of, you know, Isaac growing up as a young young man or young boy uh, following the Adelaide Football Club. So, look, I think, as you know, I just saw some stuff then, just before I got this phone call, seems like there might be some more movement in that space with yeah. three or four clubs. So it looks like the AFL's ticked that off. So um, they've been able to work through that. So, um, yeah, look, good luck to them. But uh, we certainly had a, had a look at it. Um, but obviously, Isaac was a focus. Justin, you talk about stock, which is draft picks. The other bit of it is salary cap space. How challenging is it managing the salary cap at the moment? It's never easy, Rooch, even when you have all the information. But obviously, over the last few years, you've had COVID. So obviously, you know, there's been a a slight pay cut through that period. And then uh, you've got moving percentages uh, from year to year. The collective bargaining agreement currently still not done. We've got a bit of a parameter around that from a budgeting perspective that we we received during the week. So it's always nice to receive that during trade period. Look, it's not as easy as what you... Because I guess there's a lot of moving pieces, it's not as straightforward. So it's something that needs to be live and you need to keep on top of. But I think also if you if you do it well, it also can become a competitive advantage. So everyone does it differently. Everyone's in different cycles. Um, it's just what you take advantage of, I guess. In the past three years, you've done Haightley, Dawson, Rankin. Is it easier to get South Australians yes. to come home now? I wouldn't say it's easier, um, but certainly, uh, you know, I mean, like Port Adelaide and ourselves, if you can get South Australians yeah. home of high quality, we would certainly look at that, just like Geelong are getting some, you know, Geelong homegrown talent, uh, you know, on the back of the premiership. So, it's, look, it's not easy when you look at the numbers, 60% of the drafts out of Victoria. Yeah. So you're only looking at 10 to 12% out of both, say, WA and, and, and SA and, and less in the northern states. So I guess it's, it's, it's taking the opportunities while they arise, but at the same time, we clearly go back to our strategy and what we're trying to achieve and um, you don't trade for the sake of trading and I know the punters out there love a lot of movement but at the same time we've got to be really honest with ourselves and um, you know be really clear on what we're trying to achieve and execute that and not just do things for the sake of it and understand where we're, t- where we're headed as a group. So when the draft is so heavily loaded with Victorians is it becoming harder for the South Australian and West Australian clubs to be busy in the trade market for non-homecoming players? It's certainly harder for the interstate clubs. You know, I, I, you know, it's. Um, I'm not opening up the front door and seeing five or six just lining up the front yeah, door, yeah. saying yeah. that they're keen to get home. Whereas, yeah. um, look, you could argue that the Victorians, the the, the, the big clubs there, um, they probably don't need to pick up the phone. You've you've got uh, managers or players ringing them saying they either want to come home or play for a big club. Mm. But in saying that, they're all in competition with each other as well. So, I look at the end of the day, um, we're very thorough and look at where the opportunities lie. But it doesn't necessarily have to be South Australians. As said, we've got players from all over Australia on our list, and, and it comes down to environment and what Nixie's building there with the group. We're a young group, but the boys have a great time with each other. They love coming to work. And, you know, if we can build some, you know, some more wins around that um, and success, hopefully that helps keep the group together. So that's uh, certainly the, the challenge at times, but certainly what we're working towards. 
Will Gould's out of contract at Sydney at the end of next year. Is he the next South Australian? Uh, good question. Yeah, there's uh, obviously you're always looking at you know whether we're out of contract or in contract. Um, things can be done as we've seen in this trade period. So yeah. I think look, he's just re-signed. He's had a good year, Will, but he's just re-signed there for the next twelve months. So um, a lot changes between now and this time next year. That's for sure. Well, you'll be busy in the twelve months coming up to the next trade period. So good luck with it, Justin. Alrighty, thanks, boys. Really good on you. Well done. Thank you. Congratulations on getting Isaac, and appreciate your time on the run home. Justin Reid there, our guest, the Adelaide List Manager, taking us through all of the behind-the-scenes action with landing Isaac Rankin. It's pick five and a bit of loose change each way. Not a bad deal, I reckon, Roots. You identified something that I've spoken about uh, last week, is that I reckon Adelaide has really moved from just taking the best footballer they can find in the draft, often a Melbourne player. To be fair to Adelaide, their drafting has generally been pretty good, but they've had two issues. They've missed a couple of times, and then some other of their big names, um, obviously Lever being the most obvious one has gone home and I think Adelaide have just said well we will still use that pick if we want to but we might just be better off spending that capital on investing in someone who wants to come home and certainly we've seen that the last three years and I, th- I think that's been pretty clearly identified by Adelaide that that might be a better way to spend first round picks. We'll go to the news with the big news coming out of the AFL house at the moment. Port Adelaide has done the deal now for Jason Horn Francis and Rioli from West Coast. They will also get a couple of future draft picks from Collingwood and Fremantle. So there was a West Australian club in the end that was prepared to deal with them. Out of the door go 8, 43, 53, 57, their future first, their future second, and their future third. But My the good goodness. news for Port Adelaide is two of the targets, Jason Horn Francis and Junior Rioli, are at Port Adelaide, and now we'll see what they have left to deal with Geelong for Rattagalia. What a massive story. That is uh, that is quite enormous. So well done, Roach, uh, landing on that. But uh, we are going to the news, and we'll dissect it all right after this. I'm Run home with Kimbo and the Roots. Michelangelo Rucci is with us. Kimbo off sick today. Ben Hook in the chair for him. The open line 1300 SEN SEN. Text in 0427 154 166. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech drive a Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. Coming to you live from Studio Lumo SA. As you've just heard in the news headlines, the big deal has been done and Jason Horn Francis and Junior Rioli will be at Port Adelaide in 2023. We're going to be dissecting all of that massive trade news very shortly. But first of all, Michelangelo Rucci, a little earlier today, spoke to the ruck from the Adelaide Crows Football Club and AFLW, Caitlin Gould. Let's hear from her now. They're slowly, slowly but surely climbing up to the top of the ladder. And this week, the Adelaide Crows, the defending AFLW champs, will play in the top of the table clash against Brisbane. Caitlin Gould has been part of, well, this great run for Adelaide in the AFLW. And it was an interesting day at Unley Oval at the weekend. Caitlin, you keep digging yourself out of holes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Caitlin, everyone's noting that when Adelaide does get into trouble, it's because it's such a tight-knit group that has gone through so many situations for so long. It's like it just clicks into place. But is it, is it dangerous to say that? Is it, I mean, it's, it's also underselling what you're doing on the day. Yeah, I think, like, 
a few of us girls have played together for quite a while. Um, so, yeah, I guess in regards to, you know, being such a cohesive group, you know, that's always going to be there. Um, but I think, yeah, at the end of the day, we treat every game um, the same. And, yeah, I think we've still got a lot to um, improve on, especially, you know, starting our quarters a bit more strong. Um, and, yeah, I think, yeah, we're definitely just, yeah, I guess, getting better every week. But, yeah, still plenty to learn. So three-quarter time, you're almost two goals down. You didn't score in the first. Who is the inspiring voice at three-quarter time that makes this all click? Um, I think, yeah, in the second and, like, third quarters, they had quite, you know, control of the game. Um, but, yeah, it, I guess it was pleasing that we were able to respond to the challenge. But I think, yeah, us midfielders, um, I guess we had that challenge of, like, I guess, being first to the ball a bit more. So, yeah, I guess our mids as a collective yep. were able to hang against, um, I think, you know, players like Kiara Bowers is playing, like, a great game. Um, so, yeah, like, credit to her for playing a great game. But um, I think, yeah, towards the back end of the game there, I think, yeah, our mids really stepped up. Um, and I think, yeah, Doc as well, he changed around um, the, the forward line there, made it a quite fast, the forward line. So I think that worked out great for us. I think I think I think it was like 22 seconds we got our first goal in that last quarter, mm. so it was really pleasing to see, yeah, that turnaround that we yeah had towards the back end there. Well, the real uncontrollable force in your forward line at the moment is Chelsea Randall. Tell us about how inspiring she is as a skipper and a player. Oh, honestly, she's she's honestly one of the best players in the game, and I think yeah, she's been a defender for quite a long time in her career. So it's, yeah, it's great to see her. <laughs> Playing this different position, um, coming into the midfield and coming forward, I guess, yeah, she's quite a versatile player, so you can yeah. really put her anywhere. A long time ago, they used to describe Australian football as aerial ping-pong. You've come from a game that does keep the ball in the air in volleyball. How do you transform yeah. from volleyball to footy? Um, I think in volleyball, you jump quite a lot. I was a pass hitter, so, um, yeah, constantly I'm using my, um, I guess, my vertical leap. Um, in volleyball, so I think yeah, as a ruck, it's been helpful for me in regards to um, yeah having that vertical leap from volleyball. So yeah, it's been quite handy. So so what triggered the conversion? What were what were the pathways you were looking at? Um, well, I never really like football. Like I guess um, football wasn't really a big part of my life up until I started playing local, and I think from then on. I lost a bit of love for the game for volleyball. So, okay. um, yeah, turning in, yeah, playing a different sport was there something new and exciting for me to start up. And, um, yeah, I absolutely loved it. The first training session I went to mm. um, at my local club at Happy Valley and then, yeah, went and played sample for Glenelg and, um, and then, yeah, was lucky enough to get drafted the following year. So it's been quite a um, fast-tracking um I guess, movement from volleyball to um, the footy. But, um, yeah, enjoyed every every bit of it. So you say you love it. Can you describe what it is that makes the magic of the game hit you? I guess, like, you have so many players in a team and, like, you know, you have 30 players in a squad and I guess, like, I'm quite a social person so I love to get around the girls and I love to, I guess, just that team environment makes it just so special. And the most, well, how can we describe, who's the most uh, vibrant person in that group that you like to be around? That's 
pause. Um, one of my best mates, Chelsea Bedell, she she loves to um, she loves to banter and loves to yeah. um, loves to get around the girls and um, it's always a fun time with um, Chelsea. Um, also Ebony, she she loves to um, she loves to have a bit of fun as well. So there's a lot of different personalities in our team, which makes it, I guess, yeah, it makes it really exciting and really fun. And I think that's you know really important to have mm. in football and yeah success in general so yeah great enormous game a week ago in the showdown the first ever what was it like after we always talk about is there a prospect of a letdown after a showdown huge win by adelaide huge environment that you played in you know what adelaide was like you've enjoyed it so often but what's it like the week after is it is it hard to come down from that um no i think like i say like we genuinely go into every game the same and like you know there was quite a bit of hype from the game, but I think, you know, we, yeah, we just treated it exactly the same and we, we had a lot of fun. Like, mm. that's, I think that's, like I said before, like, that's, you know, why you play footy, to have fun. And, you know, we had, we played against a few of our former teammates and that was, you know, that was also fun as well. And, um, but yeah, I think as, as a team, like, we're working every single week and we're just getting better and better. And, um, yeah, to showcase that in front of a big crowd was awesome as well. The usual suspects at the top of the table, Brisbane, Adelaide, Melbourne, Collingwood, all on six wins, one losses, percentages being critical. But you get a big chance, big game against Brisbane, who seem to show, well, a few weaknesses against North Melbourne at the weekend. Do you, How do you sense this game is? Top of the table, Brisbane v Adelaide. Yeah, I guess, yeah, Brisbane have been in form um, all season. Um, so, yeah, I guess to be able to go up there and compete against them would be really good. Um but yeah, Brisbane's capacity to use the ball and um, I guess, yeah, the space and run is probably as good as anyone else in the competition. So, yeah, we'll definitely have to be at our best um, to match that. But, yeah, I have full belief in the girls to get the job done. So, yeah, it's going to be an exciting game. Where's it sit for you in terms of rivalry? Which team do you find is the greatest rivalry for you in the AFLW at the moment? Um, yeah, I'd probably say Brisbane or Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, with... Um, lost the grand final against Brisbane. Um, so, um, yeah, that's obviously always going to hurt deep down. But, um, and yeah, Melbourne, you know, they're both like great teams and, you know, they're contested pressure around the ball and, um, yeah, their ball, you know, they carry the ball throughout, you know, the whole game. It's really good. And, um, yeah, they're always the two teams that um, are quite, you know, quite the hardest to play against so yeah definitely going to be a difficult challenge but um yeah really excited excited to tackle that on friday night metricon stadium which we all remember well is where brisbane and adelaide played a grand final once let's hope some of the critics of the aflw are watching because this one looks like it's going to be an epic two very very good attacking minded sides caitlin good luck friday night amazing thank you so much thanks for your time there she is caitlin Gould, the Adelaide Crows AFLW. Uh, It's going to be a huge game, this one. Brisbane v Adelaide, and it should be one of those games that people like Steve Price, who have been so critical of the AFLW, sits down and just watches and appreciates just when talented athletes play a game they love. Should be a good one. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. The 
Yeah, Ben Hook in the chair for Kim Dillon. Michelangelo Rucci, as usual, is here. The run home brought to you by Balfour's. No matter your club colours, Balfour's are for the game. Rooch, it's the weekend wrap, and it's thanks to McGain Real Estate, sold by McGain again. How many opens do you reckon uh, the last week? Well, Mike Dobbin and his team had 36 opens at the weekend. 36? My goodness. How many groups of buyers through? 6,460. 6,000 groups. More than 6,000. 6,460, it says here. And I'm now these, going to say, can that be right, these, Ben? These, these 6,460 groups of buyers. I reckon they've given us rubbery numbers, really? these boys. What about I how many how many offer four, forms? Well, 128. That's confirmed. And how many will sell? 20. That's pretty good numbers, isn't 6, it? 6,460. Ben, we've got to get this audited. But the offer forms is amazing to me. If you've got 36 opens and 128 offer forms, that means you've got four people trying to knock each other off exactly. on each one. So That's why everywhere you go, there's a sign popping up saying, sold by McGain again. And the big real estate movement in AFL terms. Yeah, that is real estate, isn't it? It's a big Ooh. chunk. We're talking uh, Springfield or Unley Park, somewhere like that, Roach. Well, somewhere Giants, that you and I can't afford. The Giants have unlocked what was a problem with a mega trade involving six clubs at the weekend to trim it down to four. But the critical point of all this was they moved out their draft picks to get the number one from North Melbourne and then West Coast satisfied them and North Melbourne are happy. But the key to it is Port Adelaide. They get Jason Horn Francis. They get Junior Rioli from West Coast. They get a future second, which was critical. They had to have some traffic coming yes. in. They get a future third, which is from Fremantle, which, again, satisfies the AFL. They've got them coming in because on the way out is all this <laughs> 8, 43, 53, 57 in this year's draft, and their futures, first, second, and third, are all out. For next what does it year. leave? Well, at this point, Port Adelaide has, still in stock, pick 33 and pick 60. Now, you would think 33 goes out for, for Asava Radigalia. Radigalia. Yeah, And that will be it. Then Port will have all their players in that they wanted. Plus, they would probably look at Francis Evans from Geelong as a delisted player. But they'll have Rioli, Horn Francis, Radigalia. No players out, but a stack of draft picks out of the door. And there you are. It was the Giants. In the end... The answer came in the east rather than in the west. So that's it. Done for Port Adelaide in the big deal that they needed for Jason or Francis. Plenty of reaction on text message uh, since the deal has been announced. 0427154166. So, Roach, they didn't need that third first rounder after all. Uh, here's another one. Uh, you did your best, Roach, to cost us Georgiades. Glad it's Jason Cripps running our list and not you, my friend. Oh, no, I didn't, and I still didn't enough change there. left in the bank to get Radigalia to Albert. A huge win from Matt. What did we do? We said, how can you unlock this deal? Well, the only place we could see it either being unlocked was either, as we said, a heap of draft picks start moving around again or deal with someone in the West. Yeah, I, I I agree with you, Roach. I always thought that Port Adelaide was going to have to pay a price if they were desperate to get Jason Horn mm. Francis. They've paid a price. They've they're they're offloading draft every picks. every draft pick yep. they've got essentially for the next yep. two years, and we get why they've done it. They're going hard now. Uh, here's a text from Bill from Queenstown, right in the heart of uh, Port Adelaide there. Proud of the club today. Sensational. And Bill, you should be. You should be very mm. proud of what the club has achieved. And uh, here's a text from... Oh, I 
don't know if this is a bit nasty. The three flags in five years is back on the table. Ah. And he's called you well, so Rattlesnake Rucci. Well, you know. Oh, it's not Mario again, is I, it? I, well, it doesn't say who it is, and I don't all know the, the number. It's in all capitals. Oh, that's Mario. That'll that's be Mario. Mario. So, well, Rucci, you're a Port Adelaide man, and, uh, you know, you do a bit of work for their website. Are you proud of what the club has done today? Well, the fact that they could keep the group intact and didn't have to sell off a player is, is a major achievement for them. Now, what becomes the proof in the pudding is do these players reset the list and move them on? does a lack of early draft picks become a price? I mean, there's, there's swings and roundabouts in all this, the trading and the draft. We've seen where Adelaide's strategy is to work in both fields and be balanced in both fields to get in, select talent, and then stay very active in the draft. But they're in a different spot. They're building out from the bottom four. Port clearly doesn't want to bottom out. The question is, have they answered all their needs? Well, at this point, Rioli answers a need in attack. Horn Francis, every team always has a need in the midfield. Radigalia is the next piece in the puzzle, isn't he? Missed the eight this year. Does Radigalia and the two, Horn Francis and Junior Rioli, does it bring them back into the premiership discussion next year, Roach? It brings them into the top eight discussion. I wouldn't go as far as a premiership. Oh, the top eight discussion. That's the softest thing I've ever heard. You can't bring those three in and not be talking top four. Well, they're still not premiership. Well, Michelangelo Rucci, we've uh, finished this show on a bit of a sour note well, you because I think that you would be talking are you them up. Tip them for the flag. No, I'm not going to tip them for the flag, but well, they're in why, the top four well, mix. Why, why dismiss they me have when to, I don't tip them? They, well, they, I'm saying they're in the top four. They've got to be in the top four mix. That's a, a big, huge. That's, that's a, a huge lot of ins they had to get them in. Rooch, great to spend the last couple of hours are you with here you tomorrow. I'm not here tomorrow, oh, and I don't train. know who will be. Hopefully, who knows? Hopefully. Yeah. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91.